Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Podcast, brought to you by The Theology Pit. As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. Topic. What is the act topic that I am actually going to get into today? I mean, what? It's been a while. I know a lot of stuff has happened, but um, you would think that over the last couple of years, the Democrats would actually calm down on stuff. That liberals would actually run out of steam, but it's not. Now they're just like I don't know, like almost in like a drunken stupor flailing around in a, a, a field of cow manure. Like you have no idea what's going on. But I want to talk about something that. The Democrats have been doing for the last two years since uh, President Trump has been in office and even a little bit before, actually since his uh, since the election, since that wonderful, wonderful night uh, when we got all that entertainment that, you know, you could still go back to through YouTube before they scrub it of, um, you know, the election results that night. Um, and, and it is this that I want to discuss with you. The fact that liberals... Democrats. It's just, it's the same thing. A liberal is a Democrat. A Democrat is a liberal. There's really no difference. If you talk to a Democrat long enough, you see that they're a liberal and they are quote unquote progressive, which means that they're regressive. But growing up, Democrats love Russia. Love Russia. They have always loved Russia. I found it hilarious the past two years that, you know, Trump gets elected and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Democrats hate Russia. And the reason why they're doing this is because they sit there and think, well, well, conservatives, Americans hate Russia. They hate Russian things. They hate all things Russia. So what we need to do is... Um, we need to we we need to get them to hate to hate Trump because Trump is with Russia and if Trump is with Russia, well, you hate Russia, right? Right? As it, uh, because that's the way that it goes. I mean, whenever um, anything fits into the liberal narrative that they think conservatives hate, they will hate also, and they and they will bring that up even though they don't hate it. Okay, so. You know, they hate the Constitution until the Constitution comes on the other side, and then all of a sudden they love the Constitution. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, the democratic process that we use, they love democracy. They're, they even say that this country is a democracy when it's not, because they love democracy so much until the vote doesn't go their way. Then they hate democracy, okay? So the Democrats, believe me, they love communism. They love Russia. They always have. They always have. It's, it is like the... A foundational principle of communism with central control and power is the exact same thing uh, that the the Democrats hold to and always have. Okay, I mean, they absolutely love communism. They love the, um, the, the Soviet Union, the USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. They 
freaking loved it so much. Okay, um, they they love Russia, they love Cuba, uh, Che Guevara. You see Che Guevara T-shirts. I mean, any type of socialism, Venezuela. Go back. Okay, early. I, I want to say like the first season of Parks and Recreation, and watch the episode whenever the um, Venezuelan socialists come to visit. Uh, Pawnee, Indiana, the you know the the town there in Parks and Recreation. It is just a love fest on Venezuela and how great it is and how much and literally, literally, less than like like five to ten years after they made that episode, Venezuela becomes this hellhole. Because of socialism and communism, but you never see that. But no, they praise it for just being a, a socialist and how rich they are and everything is great and wonderful. No, Democrats love communism. They love socialism. They don't hate Russia. They freaking love Russia. They want conservatives to hate Trump by associating him with Russia. And associating the GOP with Russia. See, the GOP, they're, they're Russia. They're Nazis. No, Nazis were socialists. We all know that. And they're like, no, they're not. They were nationalists. No, no. Okay. You have to look at their policies, all right? You know, and, and you have to look at what they try to do. Their centralized government, their, you know, universal health care, their gun control. The, the Nazis did. The Hitler put this in place, you know? And this is all Democrat platform stuff, Okay identify them not only with the name because the names are similar, but they're like, oh, no, it's not the same. It's not you know, democratic socialism, whatever. You know, you, you can't put some type of modifier in front of the word socialism and all of a sudden sanitize it and make it good. It's all it's crap. It's evil. It's it's wicked. It doesn't matter what you do. If you are a socialist, you are, I mean, by definition with the rest of them and you can, you know, I could say, you know, you're an atheist is what you are. You're just an atheist, communist anti-American. And they'll say, no, I'm not. I'm pro-America. The problem is that America sucks and America's not what it's supposed to be. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You just listen to them talk and they use the exact same words, the exact same speech. They talk the talk. All right. It's like when they say about like Muslim band, you know, oh, you have a Muslim band. No, we have, you know, a, a ban on, you know, people that come from terrorist countries. And then they give you some stupid statistic. They're like, well, you know, a very small percentage of Muslims are radical. So you can't treat all of them that way. It's like, yeah, you know what? Only 7% of Germany was Nazi when Hitler was elected. All right. So don't give me that freaking crap of, you know, well, it's just a few, sorry, the few control the majority because the majority refuse to stand up and say anything. And control is this big thing. The, the liberals want to control TV, news, information. They want to centralize power. They want to control education, which they do, which they do. You look at this crazy news cycle ever since Trump got in. He's unstable. He's crazy. He shouldn't be a president. He blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, that's all it is. Um, you hear story after story. I mean, look it up of, you know, teachers pushing their political ideology on school children. That's just how it is. Okay. But the Democrats love communism. They love Russia. They love Joseph Stalin. Oh my goodness. Uncle Joe was his nickname. Uncle Joe. We loved Uncle Joe. I mean, when, when, um, uh, you know, our, uh, former vice president there, you know, with, uh, with, with Barack Obama, um, Joe Biden, good old, good old creepy Joe there, right? 
Yeah, Joe Biden. And uh, what was our nickname for him? Yeah, we call him Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe! Yeah, it was a pet name because, you know, he was just freaking nuts, you know, and he just constantly, like, you know, groped children on camera and, and guys' wives right in front of them and everything. He's like, I'm the president. I'm the vice president. What you going to do about it? No, Uncle Joe, yeah, you, run, you live your life like a dictator. In media... You know, back in the 80s, oh my goodness, you had liberals making all kinds of like, you know, and this is what liberals do. And and when they don't get their way, they sit there and they fantasize about the way that they think that things should be. And one of their fantasies that they love to play out, uh, for example, you know, George Bush one over Al Gore. Okay. So then you had the West Wing that came out, which was their, you know, fake presidency. So they didn't have to admit that, you know, they, they lost the presidency there. You saw what happened. If anybody watched House of Cards, you saw what happened in the middle of that. Like, you know, they were not expecting for you know, Hillary to lose. And then when she did, they, I mean, I think they spent a, a couple extra months um, redoing a bunch of episodes uh, to, you know, make people. I mean, I think that the episode, the, the season during the election cycle, they had the Republican candidate who was running against Frank Underwood, like, become like some insane, you know, egocentric, like, power power hungry, like, like they just totally made them look nuts. Like it's all, it, it's crazy. Um, during when Obama was running, okay. The first, you know, the first time and Hillary was running against him. I mean, Gina Davis had a show called, uh, was it Madam president or whatever. And like, she was the first like female president and everything until Obama came along. And then all of a sudden, um, you start seeing uh, things popping up, like in the show Heroes, like all of a sudden the president became a black man that they were protecting because they just started pushing that narrative. That's what they do. That's what the media does. They they grab onto that. That's what you know the liberals out in Hollywood do, and they just put their their you know, love fest out there. Um, I think in one of the Avengers movies, I can't remember which one it, it was, um, but there's a scene where Captain America goes to see um, uh, Nick Fury when he's he's been hurt and he's in an apartment building or whatever. And if you look on the bookshelf as he's walking by, there's books that say, like, Madam President on it. I mean, they were totally gearing up for Hillary to win the election. And they freaked out when it, when it didn't happen. In the 1980s, they had a miniseries out called America, spelled with a K instead of a C, for it in 1987 about what would happen, you know, if uh, the Soviet Union took over the, um, you know, took over America in like a bloodless revolution, and now it it runs, you know, and and that's what happens. Uh, It's just, it's so funny to just see, like, all of the... um, you know, all of the things that liberals do because they love communism so much. Um, you had um, uh, Ted Kennedy. Okay, Ted Kennedy goes running out to, um, you know, visit with uh, the Russians and everything because he doesn't want um, Ronald Reagan to be reelected. Okay, I mean, communism, it, it's so funny. Um, 
uh, oh, what's his name? Like the young history, America's young history or whatever. I'd have to look it up. So Howard Zinn, it's a freaking crap history book that people live off of. First off, you know, America doesn't start until like, you know, 1865 for him. Before then, it's just all like, you know, terrible the, you know, stuff that happens. And then America, you know, starts out, you know, just completely as slavery happens and, and, you know, and, and, you know, anti-slavery stuff, but it is so biased and it's so crazy, but it, it is also so pro-communism because he mentions the Berlin wall coming down and like communism, like being defeated in like 89. And he words it as like, you know, just all of a sudden, no reason the wall came down. The Berlin Wall came down. <laughs> we don't know what happened. I mean, it is so crazy. And the the parallels between uh, communism and between um, you know, the, the Soviet Union and liberals is striking. You know, like, Democrats hate Christianity. And the Soviet Union hated Christianity. Communism hates Christianity for a couple reasons. Number one, it is an authority source that is higher than them, and they cannot have that at all. Uh, number two, to be an American Christian means that, you know, you are actually in the exact same position as a king. You know, so you have that power. It's we the people that have power, not they the government have power. And they really, really, really don't like that. But um, Russians during the Soviet Union would, you know, brainwash their children in the schools against Christianity, specifically against God. They would, you know, teach their children through, you know, really stupid rhetorical questions. Okay. They would use the, well, if a God exists, um, you know, and you think he's all powerful and, you know, he can do anything. Can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? And that's what they would tell children, you know, and I know a lot of adults that, you know, aren't as well, you know, theologically educated to realize that that is a false question to ask because what you've done is you've created a construct of a God that doesn't exist and then you have put it in a place to deny an attribute that makes it what it is. It's an illogical question is is the point. Can God create a rock so big that he can't lift it? God is not corporeal. Okay. So, and God can do anything logically possible. I mean, it's like asking, well, if God's all powerful, can he cease to exist? No, God can't cease to exist. Well, I guess God can't do everything then, can he? So God doesn't exist. It's like, no, that's just, that's stupidity. Okay. But this is what they would teach children. I, I, I talked to a woman one time who was raised in Russia. And when she was younger, she would tell me that this was the type of stuff that they would teach in school. That's what they do. That's what communists do. They get into the education system. They run everything and they brainwash people. They, they teach them exactly what they want to do. And it's all anti-Christian. It's anti-God because there is a freedom in Christ and they hate that. They absolutely hate that. If you want to read a book on what it was like living under communism as a Christian, get the book Tortured for Christ. Okay. It was written by Pastor Richard Wormbrandt. All right. It's only like 150 pages. It's not a long book, but it is his story about, you know, being a pastor 
in uh, Romania when it was under uh, Russian rule and how horrible the atheists were and, you know, these atheist communists, these basically, we'll just call them Democrats, these Russian Democrats and how bad these Russian Democrats were and, and, and how, what type of torture that there was and everybody around him being tortured. His wife also uh, wrote a book called The Pastor's Wife about, you know, that same time period. And, you know, she talks about how when they, um, you know, would just like storm their house and drag him off. And everything, and he'd just be thrown in, in prison. And it's, I mean, it's horrible. If you want to allow the, you know, the the Democrat Russians that are in America, the communists that are in America, and the, and the communists that are in uh, our leadership, and especially with this new Congress, this new House of Representatives, we have a couple Muslims in there, and they're basically atheist com- uh, communists because, you know, there is no such God called Allah, and Muhammad was a false prophet. He's a bloodthirsty pedophile warlord. They're, they are both on the same team. They, they hate Christianity. They both hate Jews. They want Jerusalem wiped off the map. I mean, they're just, they're, they're satanic and they're, they're evil in the way that they approach things. And I think as Christians, we shouldn't be shy in saying that we should be like, no, there is only one God, Yahweh. Um, you know, Jesus Christ is his only son. We worship a triune God. That is who has revealed himself to us. That is who exists. This Allah character or, you know, yourself being the only thing that exists is an error. And it's all the same. It's all just atheistic because if we are true monotheists, meaning we only believe that there is one God, necessarily everything else that claims to be God that isn't God is no God, which means they are atheists. They are without God. There is there is no God that they believe in. Now, with the Democrats loving communism so much and being in love with Russia for so long, um, you had, you know, Hillary selling uranium to Russia as Secretary of State. You know, they had all these deals that they were making with Russia. Um, in the, I think it was the 2012 uh, presidential Debates with um, uh, between Obama and Romney, you know, and and they asked Romney, you know, what is your what do you think one of the biggest threats to you know America is, and and he said Russia, and everybody laughed at him, and Obama was like, oh, yeah, you know what, uh, uh, Russia called there, and uh, they said they want their uh, 1980s policy back, uh, uh, or whatever, you know, 1980s call, uh, and and everybody laughed at him and stuff, and now then all of a sudden a couple years later, now they're like. I hate Russia. I can't stand it. You should hate Russia too. Donald Trump got elected because of Russia. And that's what they do. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden they hate Russia. Now they hate Russia. Okay. Because they think, well, uh, I hate Russia because, yeah, real Americans hate Russia. And so if we tell them, hey, Trump is a Russian, you know, all the way down to the way he eats his salads, then, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, you'll, you'll hate Trump, too, and we'll get him impeached because we can't have a Russian in there. Look, I think his wife is Russian. And, you know, I mean, they're just they're so ridiculous. But OK, so Russians and the Soviet Union and communism wanted central control of everything. OK, well, what do Democrats want? I mean, what is like what, what's their what's their position? You know, what's what's their their point? Well, of course, they want, you know, to provide 
everything for you. Just like communism promised, that provide everything, okay? The whole, like, you know, affordable education thing, all right? They want to make debt-free college a reality. This is on their platform, by the way, okay? If, if you go to democrats.org uh, forward slash about forward slash party dash platform, you can read this stuff for yourself, okay? This is what they want, okay? First off, they want to make college debt-free. Well, why is college so expensive in the first place? I don't know. Maybe because it's government-backed? How about that? You know, providing relief from crushing student debt. Who holds the student debt? Thank you, President Obama. Yeah, the government does. Okay, the government—it's like one of the biggest, you know, pieces of debt that our country holds. That you know, if it's, um, you know, if it was defaulted on, could probably send us into another uh, recession. Like 2008 could crash the market pretty bad. There's a lot of stuff that's like propped up from this. You know, Um, they want to, you know, guarantee universal preschool and good schools for every child because they want to control it. Here's the sucky thing is that since the 1970s, the government has controlled the school system through, um, you know, the, the, the school board's and the um, uh, uh, you know, Secretary of Education, and they've nationalized it, and education has gotten worse and worse and worse. And they're like, we need more money, we need more money. No, it's a funneling organization. They want centralized power. Okay, You look at any school district and how top-heavy it is with their superintendents and how much they get paid, even if they are uh, retired, Like they still get like this huge six-figure salary. Like it's In some places, it's ridiculous. Okay? I think like one school system said, well, we spend, you know, like $33,000 a year per student or even $15,000 a year per student. I'm sorry. And they're still stupid. And you're still like complaining that, well, we need school supplies and we need, you know, you to donate more and you do that. No, if you weren't squandering the taxes through the teachers union, you know, to pay for, you know, political candidates to run the world, you know, and just it's that's all that they fund are. You know, teachers union are funding Democrats and communist ideas, and they push you know communist agendas, and the the school system sucks and everything. No, it's you know that's the problem right there, is the school unions, okay? They're crap. I tell you what, you give me four children, five children, to educate, okay, and you give me between fifteen to thirty three thousand dollars a year per child, I'll guarantee you they will get a good education an actual education okay but seriously but that's not what's happening nope it's like no well you'd have to pay all this money to the unions and and you know do all this. no it's it's a load of garbage but that's what they want all right now they want to also do universal health care well universal health care means that it's single payer they determine who gets the health care and when they get it and, you know, in line. I mean, if you've ever seen the show uh, Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson from the early 90s, he's even done skits about universal health care in that. Like, watch the one where he has, you know, it's a funny clip of him having a teapot, like, stuck on his hand, and he goes to the hospital to, you know, try and get it off. And it's it's hilarious. But people of every ailment have to sit there in line, taking a number and waiting to be seen by a doctor if they're seen. Okay, that's like that was like the running joke. I mean, it's universal health care is terrible with the government making say, because if the government is going to say how they're going to treat you and then they're going to put limitations on what you can do as a free person, because they might deem it as something that can be too, um, 
you know, detrimental to your health and that they would have to cover. So, yeah, so the people that scream that we should have health care for all, that's fine. Let me make decisions about what you can and can't do with your life and in your lifestyle. And and all of a sudden, oh, no, you can't you can't do that. What if it was just like, you know, all right, no, I, I will. Um, here's the thing. Um, the biggest contributor to spreading disease and AIDS in this country is homosexuality. Therefore, you're not allowed to be homosexual. That'll save on health care costs. Oh! do that guess what that's what would come that's the type of stuff that happens when you have universal health care now under health and safety what is listed here preventing gun violence what how the heck does preventing gun violence actually work in there well here's the thing they say with 33,000 americans dying every year you know um excuse me uh, what are those could you break down those numbers because you know over half of them are because of mental illness. Like, legitimately, over half of them are due to suicide and mental illness, 60%. Like, you break that number apart, it's barely anything. There's nothing. But here's the thing. They want to, you know, keep their community safe. We can, we can respect the rights of responsible gun owners while keeping our community safe. No, no, they can't. What they want to do is they want to take away the guns from the responsible gun owners in the veil of keeping communities safe, but they don't care. They want you know to build on the success of Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act and repeal the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. Okay, they want to keep weapons of war, quote unquote. Well, I'm saying quote unquote weapons of war such as assault weapons and large capacity ammunition magazines off our streets. For what reason? Number one, assault weapons is usually defined as fully automatic uh, rifles, which we don't have. That's been illegal in this country without special stamps. You can't make them. You can only buy older ones, and they're more and more expensive every year to get them. Nobody has that. Large capacity magazines. It doesn't matter how, how many bullets your gun can hold. Like that, that has zero bearing on anything. But what do you mean, keep it off our streets? You mean um, get rid of the uh, the AR-15s and the Glock pistols that that hold um, you know, large amounts of ammunition from the police? Take the tanks that police have, take that away from them. All of their you know armored cars and everything, take that away from police. Like those. Weapons of war that should not be in our streets? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Because the police, the ones that, you know, the liberals run around screaming are killing black people and, you know, terrorizing black people and causing all this. They're the only ones that should have guns. Yeah, people shouldn't be able to, you know, protect themselves, maybe to aid. Like, the police should be separate from the community, not a part of the community. So they say that yeah, only the police should have guns and, and the police are the ones that are just running around randomly killing black people you know, or putting them in jail. So, yeah, that's that's it. Also, they want to get rid of the insufficient uh, research uh, on um, gun policies. So they want to make sure that it is effective gun prevention policies. And this is why, which is why, this is the last sentence here, which is why the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention... Wait, what? What the heck does the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control Prevention have to do with gun violence? Nothing. They say that it's a public health issue, which means universal health care, 
The government dictates what you do, what you will be treated for, and that will equal gun control. It is right there in their party platform. Take a look at it. I mean, universal health care and gun control worked so good for Nazi Germany and for Hitler. That's what we want. Yay! You see how this stuff is like exactly the same? It, whether it's communism where they where they took away everybody's guns. And another thing communism did, which, you know, allowed them to be in power more, is they would randomly release um, prisoners from prison, you know, to go and create havoc and violence, you know, to give a false sense of uh, you know, problems within in the society, which would make people scream to give up any more rights and give more control. Uh, centralized. Pick up any good book on communism, and you can read about that tactic in in the way that it was uh, the way that it was started. But like you know, they want to make it more difficult for like any you know um, uh, uh, gun makers. Like if you if you're a gun maker and somebody just happens to use a gun at some point, well then you should be liable and you should be uh, sued. And the seller, the person that sold that gun to whoever, like you know they should be sued also for for it. Well, how about this? How about Benghazi? How about we go after you know Hillary and Obama for running guns through that? All right, you know um, the whole like you know, healthcare thing being mixed in there. It's absolutely crazy, and this is the reason why. The Democrats love Russia. So them talking bad about Russia so that is not because they actually hate Russia. It's because they know that you don't like communism. They don't want you to, you know, hate communism, so to speak. They want you to hate the people associated with communism. And they're trying to say, we're not associated with communism. Donald Trump is associated with communism. And you should be on board with us when you're not American to hate that. It's like, no, you're a freaking liar. Your party has always loved communism. You love it today. It's part of your platform. It's part of your policies. It's part of the idiots that are being put into Congress right now. Democrats love Russia, love communism. They're just a bunch of liars, as always. And this has been today's act. Mm-hmm.